Welcome, witches. It's time to dust off your broomsticks and join us for episode three of Back on the Broomstick with Layla and Shell. In this spellbinding episode, we'll be casting a circle around the topic of getting back into the witchy way of life. We'll be brewing up some magic as we explore the art of creating sacred space that's fit for even the most mischievous witches. Whether you're a seasoned practitioner or just starting to embrace your inner witch, Layla and Shell will guide you through the mystical world of casting circles and leaving mundane life behind. So grab your favorite potion, sit back, and get ready for a cackling good time. I'm Shell. And I'm Layla. And we're back on the broomstick. We are here today to talk about magical spaces and sacred spaces and do you need to go to that mushroom circle in the woods in order to get to that magical place? Well, that's fun. Maybe not <laughs> necessary, but you might have a good time. Sure. And do you need to create a permanent space in your yard? Again, a lot of fun, but you don't have to. So what is a secret space? What is a magic circle and why would you cast one? Casting a magic circle, it's the art, the act of creating an energetic barrier, an energy wall that separates your sacred ritual base from its mundane surroundings. And that circle will contain the energy, the magical working that you do. So the idea is to cleanse a space of any unwanted energies and then circle it to protect and contain any energies you do want to bring into the space. Whether delineated by actual something like salt or... Visually by energy. It's basically to, to delineate a space that's being used for a magical working, whether that's meditation, a spell, or ritual, and to keep it safe from any outside energies and kind of contain your own energy in that space. You know, another way to think of it is like creating your bubble. Um, you're creating a circle, you're creating that sacred space, you're creating that bubble. And I think one of the most important things people forget, you want to cast a circle, you want to create your space, but you got to cleanse it too. That's right. Don't forget to cleanse it. And we'll get into that a little bit. I know Shell has had some issues with that in the past. <laughs> <laughs> let's just look, let's just cast a circle to lock everything in. What the Yeah, heck? let's let's not do that. <laughs> and so make sure to cleanse your space and then delineate it. And you can do that either, uh, like Shell said, by putting something around in a circle of physical object, crystals, candles, walking it with incense, or just in your mind visualizing that circle and creating that sacred space intentionally. It can just be a place, though, where you just take a minute, you know, where you kind of recharge your batteries kind of thing. It doesn't even have to be like, quote unquote, decorated. There's a misconception that for it to be sacred space, there has to be like stuff, material stuff. Not Crystals and salt yeah. in a circle. Not necessary. Not necessary. No, sacred space can be a physical place. And I do recommend that if you have an altar set up or if you go regularly meditate or do ritual in a certain space, you should have that space set up to be a sacred space for you. But it doesn't actually have to be a physical place. It could just be a state of mind. Not everybody has that like property, physical property. You know, not everybody has this beautiful fairy garden outside their bedroom window. Not feasible for, for a lot of people. So sometimes it is just in your space, in your head. Right, right. Go visualize. And I do recommend when you're creating sacred space is that it's something that you do start physically if you can. Simply as if you're on a beach, you can draw a circle in the sand or you can use incense and walk in a circle. When I was younger, I liked to use salt and make a salt circle. 
when I was a teenager in high school and first discovering witchcraft and decided that I was a witch and I was going to perform ritual, I knew that I didn't saw the people in high school, did you? No, I did not. I did (laughs) Although some of them probably needed it. Yeah. Outside my room was a window that went out to the roof of my porch. And it was kind of hidden from view, tucked in back so that you couldn't see that top of the roof. And it was open to the second floor and, and you could get to it easily from the window just across the hallway from my bedroom. So I kind of created that as my place to do ritual. At night, I would open that window up, climb out onto the roof, and I had a very clear view of the stars. But because of the way that roof was situated, I was pretty much hidden from anywhere on basically three sides. So it was a great place for teenage me to do ritual. So I decided to create sacred space there by literally drawing a circle in salt, because that is one way to create a sacred space is to delineate the boundary of a circle with something. In this case, I sprinkled salt in a circle as I would say sacred things to clear this space. And it was great until one day I realized that by leaving the salt on a tar roof (laughs) in the sunlight, it had literally baked a white circle into the roof. And we were like, I don't know what's going on up there. Why is there like a ring of salt on the circle? No idea. No, never. I have no clue. That's weird. (laughs) But yeah, it can be doing something physical like that to create a space where you can basically clear all the energies in that space and have a space that is just your energy and what just what energies you invite in. I had actually done something similar, but to a much more dramatic, grandiose scale. Of course. (laughs) Remember when I was 20 and I lived in that old church? Yes. Loved that apartment. The haunted apartment. You know, it didn't help that my apartment was like where the church altar would have been, but whatever. Different podcast. A different podcast. When I lived there, though, I had made a salt circle around that whole building and around that front drive where the cars were parked so that even my car was in the circle. Smart. And in my 20-year-old brain, I felt that I needed to create that circle because it was an old church. That makes sense. I mean, putting a circle around your home is a great idea. You didn't cleanse it, did you? It was still haunted like nobody's business. No, I didn't. I was 20. You just put a circle around an uncleansed, haunted church. And then remember, we'd hear the church organs. Like, I trapped everything in that circle. Inside. Yeah, I didn't realize it, though. I didn't realize it, though. I thought I was I was doing good. But, you know, that's where you kind of have to have that background knowledge before you just go willy nilly doing stuff. Now, what should you have done first? I probably should have cleansed that space. (laughs) Yeah, a circle is literally a sealing in and creating a bubble. And I very often picture it not just as a as a two-dimensional circle, but as a three-dimensional bubble all around that includes above and below. I did as well, but the whole thought of it didn't dawn on me to clean it out, though, before creating the bubble. (laughs) Yeah, when you create that space, everything inside of it is basically trapped. It's right there. That apartment was so haunted because I just trapped everything inside of it. Absolutely. I 100% agree. So what you should do is clear the space first. Center yourself, you know, whether you visualize that as a centering or do a whole centering ritual. And then use a broom, use your incense, use your hand, use a feather, and visualize pushing all the negative and uninvited energies out away from you in a circle. And then cast your circle. And then invite just what energies that you choose back in. 
Let me give you the lazy which way of how you can do it sometimes, though. I love the lazy which way. Remember down the road a little bit, I had that beautiful third floor apartment? Yes. How I cleansed that space, because by that time I had learned that you, you knew a little better. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was lazy. You know, I, I was trying to move into to an apartment. I had two little kids. I turned fans on and then blew incense into the fans. <laughs> And I, I, just remember, I just remember, because you know how sometimes those sage sticks that you have, like once you light those suckers, they don't go out for nothing. Especially if you got a fan blowing on them. Well, that's what I did. And <laughs> I just held that sage stick. And remember, like that whole apartment was just like one big long. Yeah, like a shotgun. Pretty much. So I stood at the back door with the fan Held the sage stick and just let it blow through the whole place. I'm like, meh, good. And the whole time you do that, you can visualize the incense going through everything. Gets into every crack, every nook and cranny. Permeating. Permeates the entire place and pushes out with that wind from the fan anything negative. So you visualize that just like cleansing and pushing out all negative things. And then you cast your circle. Being an apartment, though, I also visualized it kind of just encompassing my apartment. That's not smart, to too. Not to be rude to my neighbors. I just kind of visioned it like my space. You know, you're my space It's clearing out. Like, I don't got the time and energy to clear out the whole neighborhood, people. And also, without knowing what your neighbors want or don't want, it's probably right. a better idea. Plus, you don't know what's going on there. If you try to circle your or cleanse your entire apartment building, you don't know what you're taking yeah. on. No. Plus, you don't have permission from them. So stick with your own space. <laughs> So it was like bubbling my own little unit kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was probably the most effective lazy man way to do it. And that apartment was just designed perfectly for it, where that sage smoke just went, you know, like you said, like a little down a barrel right out the front door. And I actually did that not too long ago on the Chinese New Year. Oh, that's smart. New Year is an excellent time to cleanse and new beginnings are a great time to do some type of cleansing like that and then resetting your circles and your wards whether it's for your small sacred space or your whole home i put cinnamon powder on the floor Ooh, good one and then took a broom and dusted it out the door nice very nice why cinnamon in particular just because that's kind of a clearing cleansing keep my stuff in the good keep everything settled I like it, too, because it also keeps ants out. So it's practical. <laughs> I, I didn't even think of that part. And honestly, you know, back back in our, our earlier days, salt was the go-to. You know, I'm going to make a salt circle. I'm going to, you know, do this with salt, do that with salt. I don't think we realized how destructive salt is on certain surfaces. Exactly. Especially if you're going to be outside in the woods or in your backyard. The last right. thing you want to be doing is spreading a circle of salt where you're going to be trying to grow things. Actually, cinnamon is a good alternative to doing things like that. I've actually never really cast a circle with cinnamon powder, but I don't see why it would be any less effective, to be honest. You can cast a circle with anything. It really is your intent. If I was going to be doing, especially if I was going to be doing some type of banishing spell or something that needed that fiery burn of cinnamon, I might use that. But you can also use sand. You could use grass clippings. You could use leaves in the fall. You could use flower petals. Whatever you want, really. And that's that's what I don't think people get. Whatever you want. It works. It works. And it works better if what you choose corresponds to your intent. Right. This is February, Valentine's Day. A lot of people think about love and romance this time of year. They think about spring. We just had in bulk. So maybe you want to use some flower petals. Maybe... 
you know, you, you want to buy those pink roses and cast your circle in rose petals when you're going to cast your I'm looking for love or romance strengthening or self-love ritual. Or maybe you want to set some crystals around you that correspond to the, the health ritual that you're about to do. I just had this vision of like a prosperity ritual where you like cast a circle with dollar bills. <laughs> I love it. Why not? That would be a fabulous way to set a circle to do a prosperity ritual. That's brilliant. I'm not saying that, you know, everybody's got tons of dollar bills out there, but. And if you can't, you could also write that down on paper. You could write $100 bills on paper. It does not have to actually be a $100 bill unless you're going to think that's funny. If you can get into the mindset when you write it, this is a real $100 bill. Print out a bank statement, a fake one that has a million dollars in it. But if you can get behind the idea that it's real and it represents a real thing, you right. can cast your circle with those fake bills. Absolutely. Also, something that I have done before is crystals and have used not necessarily colors. Well, sometimes I have used color-coded crystals, you know, the yellow crystals for east, and, <laughs> you know, the red or orange for south. You know, you can correspond crystals with the elements um, and kind of use crystals in that way as well. Whatever works for you. Yeah, make it fit with the season or with your spell to make it that much more powerful because intention is wonderful. But when you can have an actual real physical thing to reinforce that intention, it really helps to get you aligned with the energy and the magic of what you're trying to do. I mean, we've cast a circle with torches before. We've cast circle with glow sticks before. Whatever works based on what your intention and what your what your end game is with that particular working. The idea of the circle is to protect your space. It's to literally create a barrier where no energy can get in or out unless it is by your choosing. You, the witch, decide what gets in and out of that space. And I used to do an exercise as a, as a witchling in order to help me visualize and not only visualize, but visualize a strong protective circle. Earlier, I called a circle more like a bubble. You know, like soap bubbles, like you blow in the summer shell. You, you know, you kind of blow those soap bubbles in the air and they, they float around. Uh -huh. I like to envision my circles like a soap bubble. And I basically, in my mind, you know, whether I'm sitting or standing, I envision myself in the center of that bubble. And I'll form a vision of that shimmery soap bubble all around me with all the different colors and everything sliding off of it. Then while I'm in that space, I imagine a hammer coming from outside and hitting that soap bubble. When that bubble gets hit by the hammer, it should stay strong. If it pops, I know I haven't built the circle strong enough. And so I'll go back into the meditative state keep myself centered, and then envision that bubble going back again strong. Looks like a soap bubble, but it's as powerful as diamonds. And so, again, I would envision a hammer hitting that bubble. And once it stayed, I knew that my circle was strong and safe enough for magical working. Now I don't need to go through the whole process. I can just envision that bubble, and I've done it enough times, I know that it could withstand a nuclear blast. It's, it's a safe circle. You know, and there's a, there's a visual representation of that that probably a lot of people are familiar with. It is actually a, a good visual for being a Hollywood movie scene. Gotta go to Practical Magic. Love that movie dearly. You know how Practical Magic and, and all the town ladies have their little brooms and make the circle and, yes. and Nicole Kidman's in the center and she's getting possessed and stuff. 
remember when she tries to leave that circle, she like runs up to it and it was like hitting a brick wall that didn't exist and falling flat back. Yes. Yeah. Like that's a good visualization of that. That's exactly it. They created that space because the idea was they needed a container so that they could keep her there and push the spirit out of that space and that she would remain in the space safe while they pushed that negative energy out. And that worked beautifully. Whatever you're creating your container for, whether to keep you in or keep things out or whatever, it's still a good representation of creating that container. Yes, you're exactly right. Your intention of whether you're keeping something in or keeping something out should be part of your working when you're creating that space. But very apprehensive about salt now. I feel like I was killing environment and stuff back then. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I was very responsible, irresponsible creating salt circles. I pretty much learned that lesson once I realized it was going to bake into the tar of a of a roof. But yeah, use sand, use something else, be a little environmentally responsible. You could use bird seed. I mean, I know like for weddings, instead of throwing rice, now a lot of people will throw bird seed or something like that. Right. That's a fabulous way. Again, depending on what your ritual is, is very much going to dictate what you're going to want to use. And could you just sit there and snap your fingers and cast a magical circle around yourself? Sure. Once you've gotten to that point, again, it takes practice just like anything. But once you get there, it's very easy to conjure up that space. And, you know, depending on what you're doing or what your intentions are, there can be multiple layers to casting that circle, including quarter calls, which we've always been very fond of. But I do understand that there are some people who don't necessarily find that a part of what they want to do. But that's just another layer. And then yet another layer is invoking the god or goddess or both. So there can be multiple layers to casting your circle and creating your sacred space. It doesn't necessarily have to just be creating that circle, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the whole kit and caboodle. Right. Once you cast that sacred space, what you do from there is entirely up to you. Are you doing a full ritual where you then want to call in quarters or call in energies? Are you doing a spell? Are you doing a ritual? Are you are you meditating? Once you complete that purpose of being in that sacred space, you can then release that circle. Or if it's a space that you're working with in all the time, you can leave a permeable circle in space, whatever your intent is. And I think that, you know, people need to remember there's with different intentions, you might have different options. But in the end, whatever your flavor, do what works. There's been times where we have done the most elaborate of elaborate circle castings. And there's been other times it was just like, poof, it's up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And sometimes, especially once we were with a group where we were working and doing magic together all the time, there were times where we would just all be in a room together and, we, and poof, it was up just because we get together and that's what would happen. And so... You can get into a groove like that with a space or with other people. Anytime you're going to do any magical workings, I know in our other podcast, we have talked about when you're doing a Ouija board or any type of divination, you should try to circle yourself and you're working for sure. Ritual space, dedicating an altar, doing a spell, casting a sacred space should be the first thing you do. But, you know, there's also that aspect of don't forget either if you're not going to release it, if you're going to make it a permanent thing, you have to do upkeep. Just like you do upkeep on your car or upkeep on your furnace, you have to do upkeep on your circle in your sacred space. If you are creating like a forever space, you don't want to call in the goddess and god or or call in the quarters and leave them permanently. You call them in when you when you need to utilize that energies, 
think of it as like calling a friend or calling your grandma. Yeah, calling your grandma and telling her to come over and babysit and then never letting her leave again. You know, they've got other phone calls, <laughs> other witches to tend to. But if you're going to leave up that circle itself, that sacred space area, you got to do maintenance. You know, you can't cast that circle this week and then two years from now expect that same solidity. You know, you've got to do maintenance on that space. You've got to rededicate it, recast it. You can create permanent space, but you also have to do upkeep on it. And I really like to use native stones from my backyard for this because crystals and stones hold on to magic. Objects can hold on to that energy. So when I initially cast my circle, I will usually have made some type of witch ball or witch bottle, four of them typically, that I've done a spell for protection or for grounding or or success or, you know, whatever energies I feel that my home needs. I'll, I'll have made at least four different bottles and charge some stones at the same time I do my initial cleansing, clearing, dedicating, and casting of the circle. And I charge those items with that and set them around the outside of the home where I want the circle to be. And then like Shell said, periodically, you need to go through and recharge those items. Make sure they're not disturbed. Make sure any sigils that you've put over doorways or windows are redrawn. It requires maintenance. It does. You know, that goes with kind of really anything. Upkeep, upkeep, upkeep. You know, like I said, I had the greatest example. You know, you can't you can't expect it to have the same strength today as it will in two years. It's like changing the batteries in your home cameras. You gotta change the batteries in them or make sure that they're clear. It's the same thing with your the circle that you're using to protect your home. You have to recharge those batteries. It's nice to do that with a, a regular practice as well. Shell and I are trying to get back into daily practices. This is kind of one of those maybe monthly practices, maybe, you know, at every full moon you go around and recharge those or at the very least at every holiday, you know, you go through and periodically recharge and reset your circle around your your altar or your home, your office, wherever. Well, and this is actually the perfect time of year for that. At least I think so for me personally. That time period between Imbolc and Ostara is what our grandmas used to call spring cleaning. The other day, I dusted some crystals. <laughs> I had to dust some figurines. But this this time between Imbolc and Ostara is a good time to kind of clean things out, do that spring cleaning, out with the old, in with the new, you know. Everything has been shut in and dormant. It's almost time for windows to be open and that fresh air and that rejuvenation. So now is kind of a good a good time to kind of regenerate your sacred space, renew it, clean it, replenish it, whatever the case may be. Literally clean it in real life. <laughs> Get out the cleaning solution, you know, your earth safe cleaning solution, your reusable rags and wipe it all down, dust it, clean it, clean from underneath it. Get the cat hairs that are in the corners, you know, get all of it cleaned and refreshed and renewed. And in your home, the spring cleaning that Shell was talking about, start from the center of your home and, and clean the literal dust and cobwebs and dirt from the wintertime out of your house while envisioning also negative energies and negative thoughts and feelings going out with that dirt. But that's also recreating that sacred space. Reconsecrating, re-cleansing. And so it's also figuratively cleansing your magical home, your heart, your base. Your and it's a good time to literally do it too. Yeah, exactly. Do it literally and the figurative follows. 
Right. You know, it, right. And once you're done and you look around at your clean space and you breathe in that fresh incense scented air and feel everything's it. put away, you do feel it. It feels better. It feels good. That energy is awesome. So I'm going to end our podcast with a little story. I did indeed find a coven to work with and they are a wonderful group of women. And as Shell knows, I just recently celebrated in bulk with them. And we talked about practical magic here. And I think it's really, really funny because <laughs> in the ritual, we did kind of a practical magic-y thing that I adored. It was so much fun. Great group of people. Wonderful ritual. Here's my broom. <laughs> oh, I love it. So I in love circle, it. I love it too. In circle, we dedicated these brooms to like a magical purpose and basically honored the brooms as a tool. And so now everyone in the group has a broom that was consecrated at Imbolc that we can use to take home to magically clean your space with. Yeah, literally and figuratively <laughs> clean your space. And that cleanses that space and makes it ready for you to circle. Not like Shell, who did not cleanse the ghosts out of her space <laughs> and then locked them all in with a really tight, you know, newbies are lesson so learned. Powerful. Lesson learned. Right? Lesson learned. Locked that place down with one powerful spell and kept it all right there. They're probably right. still there. It probably is. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that the whole idea of them giving you this consecrated broom is actually super awesome and... I'm jealous. I just want to say that. Oh, it was so great. It was so it was such a practical magic moment. In the middle, we all locked the brooms together in a circle, just like practical magic. You know, we were doing the magic and chanting, and it was a really fun and yet also very magical moment. And I really enjoyed it. And now I absolutely adore this broom and it has great energy. And I am going to use it as I literally clean my house with my regular tools. I'm also going to use this magically consecrated broom to help figuratively, magically cleanse Use house. the cinnamon. Try it. Yeah, I love cinnamon. I think you'll love it. I think I'm going to be putting that around my doorways and around my, my windows to kind of seal those. And, and also just a great smell. Who doesn't love that? Basically, the biggest takeaway we want to give is even if it's only a visualization in your head, you should create some sacred space. If you have the ability to create some great outdoor space where you are, even better the more beautiful and fabulous, I love it, but not necessary. But definitely take the time to either create that space that you can visualize or literally create some space for yourself. I wanted to read something really quick. I had found um, one of our original circle castings uh, when we first became, quote unquote, a group of witches together. And I wanted to read this. That's fun. Not only for the nostalgia, but also... Just for a little fun, super ritualistic circle casting for our listeners. Oh my gosh, I love that. So I have not heard this yet in however many years it has been since this. I cannot wait. This is dated 1996. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go ahead and just out us there, Shell. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, whatever. A lot of our listeners weren't even born yet. One of my kids wasn't born yet. <laughs> so this was actually a circle casting that was our original how we did it together. And what we would say is we would we would visualize a wand creating a magic type light emanating from this wand in our hands. And clockwise three times, we would draw down a circle with light from this wand. And what we would say is, I cast this circle to protect us from all negative and positive forces and energies that may do us harm. 
I charge this circle to draw in only the most perfect, powerful, correct, and harmonious energies. I cast this circle to serve as sacred space between the worlds in a place of perfect love and perfect trust. So mote it be. And then I have in here that then we would call call and invoke the quarters and elements, and then we would invoke the god and goddess. Wow. So that's what we would cast the circle back in the day. Oh my goodness. That's one of our very first together circle castings ever. How fun. Man, were we like a little superlative, like a little extra with them? We were a little extra. But you know what? We needed to be extra then. And I think at the time, being extra was perfect for us. I agree. It worked. We just don't need to be as extra now. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with being extra like that. I loved it. It worked. It was beautiful. It spoke to my witchy, artsy soul. And also, we were trying to find something that was very hard to find. Yeah. And sometimes the theatrics and the drama... Made it more realistic. That's right. And we didn't have anything. There was nothing at our fingertips in 1996. I am treasuring the fact that I wrote all that stuff down in a book of shadows all those years ago. Because now I love being able to be like, wow, that was a long time ago. And that would, you know, there's time and places for that. There could be time and places where both of us are like, you know what? I want to go back to that circle cast because I yes. need that right now. I need that theatrics and that fluffy words thing right now so i love that i i still have all of this stuff of ours but i just thought that that would be a good little circle cast that was all of our own to share That's with our perfect. listeners thank you so much for joining us i appreciate you we will we'll see you next week for episode four well we get back on the broomstick you know i love this i'm glad we're doing this and i hope that everybody is able to find a little broomstick to hop back on themselves. If you have any questions, email us at backonthebroomstick at gmail.com or check us out at Instagram at backonthebroomstick. If you have any questions or tips or tricks, let us know. So thank you so much and we will see you next time on Back on the Broomstick.